Welcome into another episode of the Oswegonian Hockey Podcast. Of course, it's the SUNYAC Finals as the Oswego State men's hockey team will head in to play the rival Plattsburgh State this Saturday night here at the Deborah F. Stanley Arena. This is episode 20 to the final. Welcome into another episode from the Oswegonian Sports Test. Of course, I'm Zach Hayes alongside my friend and fellow senior here, Tommy Turgeon. Turge, how you feeling? Well, you were on the road last week, so I'm within uh, punching distance this week if I have to. So it's good to be back. Uh, it's good to not be doing it from the Gonian desk by myself. Uh, a lot of hockey to talk about, and it's, I'm excited, scared, but excited at the same time going into this weekend. Well, of course, a nationally ranked matchup this weekend in the Deborah F. Stanley Arena. Of course, ticket sales. Uh, kind of a wacko right now with uh, the national online system down uh, with the service they use. Printed tickets this weekend. You can get them at the box office. I think their hours are posted on the Athletics website. Uh, I know I posted it somewhere on my Twitter page as well. Uh, and, of course, that's going to be a big game. I'm expecting a sellout. I'm expecting Plattsburgh to have some fans there. I'm expecting, of course, Oswego State to really pack it in with the student section. Uh, I'm really thinking there will be another crew sitting in the hallway uh, all afternoon ready to go and be the first in line and be right on the glass for this game on a Saturday. Of course, I'm very excited. I wish it was a Friday night game. I think with classes and everything, it would have been cool to have the buzz on campus, get ready to go that evening, maybe have a DJ in the hallway of MCC. But On the other hand, covering two NCAA basketball games and a hockey game in the same day might be a little more stressful than just one NCAA hey, game. Hey, I, I have a really easy day tomorrow. That must be nice. I'm going to teach, nice. teach some kids some technology stuff. And I'm going to come home. I'm going to probably just grab a cold one uh, of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Uh, from cheap seats and have a day, you know. Yeah. It's going to be a fun night. I'm going to do some prep tomorrow night, get ready to go. I already got all my prep done. Oh, hey, congrats. I'm I'm looking forward. That We've been waiting for this hockey game on home ice for four years. This is the moment that it's been building up to ever since we went to the first SUNYAC game on the road in Geneseo and watched that, that hockey game. Of course, watched it last year as well on the road junior year. And, of course, the Lakers looking to find a victory. That's going to be a 7 o'clock puck drop. We're going to break down, uh, of course, their game recap against Buffalo State in the semifinal round right here. But first, women's hockey. Of course, the Lakers heading on the road to Cortland to take on the Red Dragons, the two-seed in the new HL champion, uh, championship semifinal round. And, of course, Turgeon, I want to talk about it. A huge double over overtime win for Cortland, a 2-1 final. Of course, last year this game went to overtime, uh, and it's kind of setting. Of course, these two teams very close each year. I think in the past two years they've split games left and right. Uh, it's a nice new rivalry down Interstate 81. And, Turgeon, what are your quick thoughts? First off, I was right on hammering the under, so that's the one thing that I will take away from this that is positive for me. Um, the other hand, though, it is bittersweet to go down the same road, uh, just a little bit of a different route, go into overtime, you play Cortland, this time in Cortland with a really packed venue from what I could see on the video stream. It looked pretty, pretty sold when it came to attendance down at Alumni Arena. Overall, it just wasn't it wasn't enough, and it's it's hard to say. Uh, Oswego had a great run this year. Cortland was a team that was really in the in the thorn in their side all year. They they battled through with that matchup. They got two out of the three, but they didn't get the one that mattered the most, and that was the semifinal to punch them into the matchup against Plattsburgh. Rachel Corbett 
getting the only goal for Oswego State to tie it up early in the third period. Jillian Losnick and the assist from her sister Mia and then the assist from Fanny Annaborn getting the game winner for Cortland. And that line has been fantastic. We saw it here early in the season. We saw it late in the season, and you see it again in that semifinal. The Losnick sisters, they do it again. They, they've been racking up points for this Cortland program. But on the other hand, a lot of positives for Oswego State. Lexi Levy, 61 saves, now tied for second most in program history for a game record. So overall, a great job for her, a great job for the team this season. They had their ups and downs. I will admit, though, the one thing that haunts really them, I don't think it does for them but more myself, is if they got one of those wins against Potsdam or Canton, or if not both, throughout the season, would we, we definitely probably would have looked at potentially a home ice game for Oswego State. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think it's a little tough going on the road to Alumni Arena, especially with a packed barn like it was down in Cortland. But one thing you talked about, Lexi Levy, 61 saves, uh, tied for second most in program history. And it's just one of those things where if head coach Mark Digby uh, can build a recruiting class around that goaltender, get a couple transfers in. Of course, they're losing a ton of pieces this year in the senior class that's been around before COVID. A lot of transfers, too. Amanda Zensin being named to first-team all-conference as well. She transferred in. Ariela Haas being named to second-team all-conference. So it's just a lot of players that you look at overall that are in and out of this lineup now, and you're losing the senior class. But if they can really build around Lexi Levy, who's going to be around for two years, possibly three, uh, with her extra year of eligibility, we will see what can happen for the Lakers. I'm very excited for this women's hockey team. Of course, back-to-back fallouts in the semifinal round. They were able to beat Morrisville back our freshman year. But I think overall, uh, they're going to get over the hump at some point. And coach, head coach Mark Digby is doing a great job with this program. Yeah, it's his second year at the helm, technically, as the head coach. But this team has a lot to build off of. But at the same time, they have lost some very key components in that lineup, both on the stat sheet and both really for morale. Like You look at a player like Mia Conboy, who's been on the third or fourth line. Ryan Dickinson pointed out to me that she makes a lot of good plays. Just even in the defensive zone, the breakout, Taylor Hudon, not really getting many points on the on the stat sheet, but a leader, the captain. Amanda Zenstein, a great job on the offensive side for a defenseman. Avery Webster in the same boat. The list goes on and on and on. And it's really that group that Coach Digby said is going to leave an impact on this team. But some people are going to have to step up. But on the other hand, it does leave question marks. Will Ashlyn McGrath have another goal-scoring year that was really one for the ages for her? Will Simone Benarek step up, which she did very well? And on the other hand, what are you going to see out of the freshman class that comes in, the recruiting class? Could be some transfers like we saw this year. Could be some different ones. Obviously, you saw some people pick up the slack a little bit at the end of the year. Mac Hall, Ariella Haas leaving, though. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see where this team goes uh, next year, but definitely some big pieces to fill going into next season. Well, it's really important to note that this uh, this class came in with, with the head coach, Mark Digby, and, and it's one of those things where they played a lot of minutes their freshman year. So very exciting to see what happens with this program next year. And, of course, diving into the men's hockey team now, the Lakers with a 4-1 victory over Buffalo State in the semifinal round of the SUNYAC Championship And this is the reason why we're here, folks. Home ice advantage, the number one seed, playing the two seed, a nationally ranked matchup. It's seven versus number 14 now. Are Plattsburgh up to six? 
Plattsburgh's up to six, and so, Oswego made the jump as well. So Plattsburgh's up to six. I think Oswego State's Oswego's up to 11. 11. So, of course, six versus 11 this weekend in the Deborah F. Stanley Arena. You can tune in on WTOP 10 and WMYO. Turgeon and I are both on the calls there. Shout out to the boys. Somehow we got the call for that. Not I think Turgeon deal. automatically gets it because he's kind of the boss. So Overruled. He can uh, he can do whatever he wants, really, in that turn. But it's the last go around. You got it. You got it. I, I think I think they're they're pretty good. I think they're set. My prediction is they move on. But right. other than that, I think both teams going to find the national tournament some way, uh, and it's going to come down to the Lakers getting a win and then Plattsburgh State getting the at-large bid. But, of course, let's talk about the Buffalo State 4-1 victory. Two goals in 15 seconds in the first period with seven minutes left in the first 20 uh, minutes there. And it's Tyler Flackening his first on the season, and then Alex DiCarlo burying on the back door to extend his point streak to nine games. Am I, I right? Think so I think so nine, nine games. He was coming in on an eight-game point streak. Of course, missed one game against actually Buffalo State in the last regular season weekend. And of course, he moves on, gets a goal off the back door. I think it was uh, Robillard that shot it off net, bounced it off the back wall right in front of the student section. DiCarlo sitting pretty on the back door. Barry's Connor Gato also scoring early in the second period to make it 3-0 for just 40 seconds in. Buffalo would get one to make it a 3-1 hockey game before Tommy Cahill seals the deal to make it 4-1. My takeaways before we dive into Turgeons, I think the Lakers' offense is the best we've seen all season. They're up to, I think, 20 goals uh, in their last four games uh, with Morrisville 6-0 victory. Uh, Buffalo State was a 7-3 victory, a 9-0 victory there, and a 4-1 victory. They're outscoring their opponents 20-4 in their last uh, four contests. And even if you uh, add in that Brockport matchup and the SUNY Geneseo matchup where they lost, they're still outscoring uh, their opponents by a large margin. I think it really comes down to that break that they had during January. They were off to a bumpy start right in the new year, right after that Adrian game. It was back and forth, weren't playing their best hockey. They were able to get over the hump. February was much better. Now you're diving in. I think they're playing the best hockey we've seen on the offensive end. And of course, on the defense, Cal Shell's uh, amazing. One of the best goaltenders, in my opinion. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in the Suniac. I think it should have went to e- either Eli Schiller or Cal Shell for Suniac Goaltender of the Year. Matt Patizian's a really good goaltender, don't get me wrong, but I think the two best goaltenders are playing this weekend in the Suniac Championship. Mind you, they're both freshmen, and they're having insane years. Eli Schiller is leading all goaltenders right now in the conference in goals against average and save percentage. He's gonna If he gets settled in on uh, Saturday night in that first period, uh, Sergio State's going to have a really hard time getting their offense going. Absolutely, and you look at this game as a whole against Buffalo State, ironically enough, giving them a taste of their own medicine from what they distributed in Cortland. Being able to score and being able to score fast is what Oswego did. They got two in the first period back-to-back, and then they got another one early in the second to get that lead going, which is very crucial. They didn't really let Buffalo State catch a break. They were able to get one to make it a 3-1 game, but it didn't really take much. Oswego controlled that game. As Coach Gosick likes to say, they control their own destiny. They controlled that game. They controlled their own destiny, and they move into the final against Plattsburgh. And the two guys that really got shut down that night, Joe Glamos and Nikita Kozarev, both of them leading the conference in points. So bravo to Oswego being able to shut those two guys down. They've been fantastic this year. Emil Norman with 33 saves, and you mentioned goaltending has been sensational this year all across the conference, and it's a no-brainer. Cal Shell and Eli Scheller both being named to the Suniac All-Rookie Team. So overall, you look at this, it's a win. They move forward, they move on. 
but clearly the main focus now is Plattsburgh. I think one of those things right now is you look at Plattsburgh, they're coming off a 5-1 victory against the nationally ranked program in Geneseo, who's owned this SUNYAC conference the past couple of years. They're, they were looking for a 5 Pete this year, folks. We will see a different champion and, this year. And, of course, the Knights not moving on. They're out of the national championship, too. Their season is done before March 4th for the first time in a while. And, and really diving into it is one of those things where they just couldn't get going against Eli Schiller in the Ronald B. Safford Arena. They got one goal. Plattsburgh had a really good third period. They played a complete 60 minutes, and I'm very excited to see what the Cardinals can bring. This is a really good team under Steve Moffitt. Uh, let's dive in to some press conference sound bites. But first, for the latest on-campus news, Oswego Sports Takes, and the latest information on Oswego State hockey teams, head over to the Oswegonian Multimedia Department. Each week, the group releases more podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. For more information, head to the Oswegonian Podcast page on the Oswegonian website or the Twitter page, at GonianMMD. And of course, if you're listening on Twitter right now, thank you for tuning in. Uh, unfortunately, you won't be able to hear the sound bites from the press conference until we release the episode. But let's dive into it, Turch. Of course, the Lakers had that uh, press conference after uh, the Saturday night win over Buffalo State. Gozik talked about it. Bunka was in there. Uh, Cal Shell was also in there. It was great to listen to all three of them. I want to dive into the first soundbite from Ed Gozik talking about the Buffalo State team and how they got it done against the Bengals. Let's dive into it. Well, they, anytime you play a team that's already experienced, right, your last game possibility, you, right, I think it's to their advantage. Um, I just thought we got off to a good start. The two goals with 15 seconds with him, you know, back to back there um, was a great momentum boost for us. I think that put them back on their heels, allowed us to, you know, have a lot of zone time in the offensive zone. And then uh, the penalty kill was huge, you know, to kill that off, uh, you know, the five minute penalty. And then another one, you know, right after that one minute uh, kill in the second and then continue it into the third. I thought it was just a good momentum boost for us, um, you know, start the third period and Cal played well and kept us in, you know, on the mistakes that we made. They're a good team. There's a reason that, you know, their their top three guys are leading the league in scoring. They're very creative. They're they're fast. Uh, you know, their statistics would back that up. I'm not sure, you know, who will be player of the year, but he's certainly, you know, seven for them. So, uh, certainly one of the more dynamic players in the league. And, of course, Ed Gozik talking highly about the Lakers, talking highly about the Bengals as well. Uh, Turge, any quick thoughts? I, I don't really have much to talk about here. I know we just talked about the Bengals, and I think uh, Eddie really signed it, uh, uh, summed it up pretty well. Yeah, signed, sealed, and delivered was Ed Gozik's really metaphor in that they got the job done, they sent it out the door, and they sent them back on their way to Buffalo State. A couple things that he didn't mention, though, the challenges that were faced with Buffalo State is their bus broke down on Wednesday against Corland. So that's a tough turnaround. You drive back home, and then you maybe have a practice on Thursday. Then after that, you get back up, have maybe a practice or a morning skate on Friday. You go into Saturday. You take a bus back up here to Oswego for the 
second time in a week, and then they came up on Thursday too. They came up on Thursday. I did not know. Or that. no, 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 they came up on Friday. Sorry. They Either a, way, they though, had a morning like, skate on a Saturday. Quick, it's a very quick turnaround, and it, it's tough. It's mentally and physically tough, and you got to applaud them. Any team that doesn't get that first round by is walking into a very big challenge on Saturday. I think Jesse was in that same boat. You get Fredonia, they're not a tough out either. Logan Dick with 40, I want to say it was like 42 saves in that game in the Iris. So it wasn't an easy test for Geneseo either. Fredonia, physical, hard-nosed team that the Knights had to get by, and they just couldn't get by Plattsburgh either. But, yeah, it's they, it, what's done is done, and they move forward going into the final. Well, you talk about it. Fredonia, a very physical team. Then you go into Plattsburgh, and one thing that they talked about in the press conference, we're not talking about it today, but I'll bring it up, is how physical Plattsburgh is on the rush. They're going to dump the puck in and go after your defenseman and make sure they have a struggle getting the puck up to the wingers on the breakout. And that's something you're going to see Saturday. They're going to dump the puck in, run their forward check, take a book really out of the Lakers' offense and apply it against Oswego State. That's something you're going to see. Of course, Ed Gozik talking about the Plattsburgh State rivalry in this press conference, bringing it back to all the old coaches and all the old habits and traditions that came out of this rivalry. Let's go into that right here on the Oswego Hockey Podcast. I don't think their fans really hate us. I don't think our fans really hate them. It's just, it's a rivalry. And to have a rivalry, you got to have two teams that are successful. There aren't any rivalries with teams that win two games a year or finish in the last place of their league. It was a swiggle in Plattsburgh for, you know, you two guys have been around longer than me, but they, you know, it was either Plattsburgh or Swiggle winning the championship. And Fredoni had a few years there and Jenny the last few. But I think if you look at, you know, I think Jenny has, or Jenny's got whatever they have lately, four. Platty's got 15 and we have seven or eight. And so it was always a swiggle Plattsburgh with Unger, with George Roll, and now myself. And that's what college hockey's all about. Like white out here and their big game, we're their big rivalry. They'll bring a great group of fans. And that's what makes it fun, especially for the players. You know, it gets you excited. And they're the team our fans love to hate. And I don't mean to use hate, but you get excited to play those teams, you know. And so... The atmosphere, the energy, the excitement that the rivalry brings, as you said, a lot of years and a lot of history. You know, man, there were bloodbaths on the ice and off the ice, you know, getting out the gate at the back of Romney into their locker room and onto their bus and us, you know, state police escorts to get out of their rink, you know, without the fans rocking the bus. and. You know, I could go back in story after story, but that's what makes it a special game, and that's what will make it special next Saturday night. I remember when Herb Hammond switched schools. <laughs> and Coach Hammond, that, that kind of fueled the whole fire. You know, he left here and went to Plattsburgh, and, you know, that set a lot of our loyal fans off also. So, you know... And, of course, welcome back from Coach Gozik talking about all the good times there in Romney across Route 104 and, of course, up north in North Country. Very big rivalry. Very excited to add another chapter here on Saturday night. And another chapter that's brewing and a lot of things to talk about, as we'll touch up on a little bit later with the rivalry. But a couple 
amusing takeaways where he would reflect on being beaned with a with a tennis ball and the bagels being thrown on the ice just the recklessness the the energy walking to the bus or getting off the bus the and bus getting shaken the, the bus getting Police shaken like that that's that's fantastic that's what makes as he said himself that's what makes college rivalries great and it's the same way as it's been it's the same way it was in the 80s the same way it was in the mid 2000s and it's going to be the same way going in the, into Saturday it's going to be a dog fight and the fans are going to be ready for it and hopefully a quote unquote sellout crowd will be in attendance so that is if we get the tickets distributed in time but either way it's going to be a good game well the printers will be printing for the next couple of days of course let's head over to uh, Captain Ryan Bunker talking about playing on home ice and in front of this Oswego community, of course, outside of the college and around the town here at the city of Oswego. I mean, it feels great uh, having them there behind us, having the stands full like a lot of teams don't, as well as the Blue Line Club. All that's awesome. You see kids in the stands. You see kids that you get to know at Steamers. You get to see everyone that you've got to know over the years. Being four years here, I can go through the stands and see people that we've worked with in the community and all that, and it's, it's great to have behind us. Yeah, so it means a lot to us. We play for our fans. We play for everyone, and we definitely play for each other. we got a good group in there. And welcome back to the podcast, of course, listening to Ryan Bucca talk about playing in front of the fans, and he said it, and I used it right in my article on Saturday post game. We play for our fans, and they definitely do, and they play for everyone outside the community as well. It's it's really touching. They're a great place. And it's, a, it's a great hockey town, really, overall. You see that over at the fort with the youth teams. You see that with all the tournaments as well and, and with the high school program, and it's really cool to see. I'm very excited to see who turns up here on Saturday. And the energy itself that it brings, it's no coincidence that the student section is located right behind the goaltender. There's no mercy in that first period of play, and the team loves it. Anytime you see a packed house and you light the lamp in that first period, it's insane. The fans go nuts. Whoever scores goes right up to the crowd and just goes absolutely ballistic. And you think about it, Oswego hasn't played at home in the SUNYAC Championship in quite some time it's always been in the ira it seems so it's been quite some time and i'm really excited to see what the atmosphere brings on saturday well folks let's talk about that atmosphere and saturday night march 4th seven o'clock puck drop it's the suniac championship on home ice here in the deb the fourth matchup this season versus the plattsburgh state cardinals and of course it's been a roller coaster of a year for these two teams let's break down all these matchups over the course of this season obviously starting off with the first game of the Suniac regular season, kicking off things with home ice right here for Whiteout Weekend. Of course, 2.0 happening this weekend. But you look at it, and Oswego State able to get the victory against maybe a weaker Plattsburgh State team. I don't think they're up to par at the beginning of November, right around the start of conference play. That's why the Lakers have a couple jumps on them in terms of points, really. But then you dive into January. Back-to-back weekend, seeing the Cardinals and the Bears. They go up to... Plattsburgh country for the tournament. They're able to get a tournament win. They're really able to sell out in the third period and hunker down, get a victory. Cal Shell named the tournament MVP for his efforts over the course of the weekend. And then you dive into the Plattsburgh State away game for the SUNYAC conference in terms of points. 
course, the Lakers kind of getting shelled. Not really the best uh, performance by them. And of course, Plattsburgh State taking a tool out of their own toolbox and putting it in the back of the net behind Cal Shell. Uh, I think the Cardinals really played well. And of course, Fourth matchup of the season. Very excited to see if Oswego State can really get it done in the rubber match in terms of Suniac. Yeah, and I don't really know what to expect. That's why I started off the show excited but a little bit scared because right now, Plattsburgh, you just overthrew, first off, the defending Suniac champs, second off, the defending runner-ups of the national tournament. Granted, it's not the same Geneseo team it was last year. Clearly, they would be in the Suniac final if it was. But... You look at this matchup, and it's been history. It's half a decade ago, we were in this exact same scenario. It was Oswego against Buff in the semis, and Plattsburgh versus Geneseo in the semis, and Plattsburgh and Oswego were the 1-2. Oswego was 1, Plattsburgh was 2. And a half decade ago, Plattsburgh won. But then even a decade ago, the exact same scenario once more, and Oswego would get the job done. And Coach Whitelaw was on that team in his senior year. He straight up talked to me this week. And Zach, like you mentioned, a roller coaster year for both of these teams. And he was very blunt saying it. Neither of these teams are the exact same way they were back in November. And he even went further than that and said neither of these teams are the even close to where they were even in February. He thinks that's going to be absolutely crazy. Two different teams going in. And obviously both of them have grown a lot this year so i have no idea what is going to happen oswego's looking for their first since that 2014 thriller in geneseo and plattsburgh looking for their first since 2017 that was actually in oswego so yeah it was a 3-2 victory for the cardinals here in the murano campus center and of course it's back to the old suniac like they were talking about in the press conference with the guys from the uscho uh, Russell Jaslow was saying, hey guys, it, it's Oswego-Plattsburgh again. We haven't had this in a while, and it's back to kind of how the Suniac used to run. It used to run through here, and of course, Plattsburgh State, and uh, obviously the Lakers looking for their first since 2014. Plattsburgh looking for their first since 2017. The good thing, though, Plattsburgh State is really sitting pretty in terms of how they can get into the NCAA tournament. If they lose, they're at a really good opportunity to get in that large bid. Of course, the Lakers need to win the tournament. Their pairwise ranking, not the best. And Turge, I think overall, it's going to come down to goaltending. Two freshman goaltenders. If Oswego State's offense can start clicking the first 5-10 minutes, Eli Schiller is going to struggle in net for the Cardinals. But I really think it comes down to whoever comes off the bus, whoever comes out of the locker room clicking first. It, the first three, four shifts of the game, each line gets going. It, it's going to come down to who's going to want it more in that first 20 minutes. As cliche as it sounds, I couldn't agree more. And with this, you talk about two freshman goaltenders. Track it back all the way to November. Eli Schiller didn't get that start when Oswego routed Plattsburgh at home. Kyle Alaverde did. And really after that, you didn't see much of Alaverde after that. He was, at that point, he started making his way down the third string goaltender. I don't think Steve Moffat really knew what he was going, going into with his goaltending tandem. You bring in a transfer from Castleton with Alaverde, but at the same time, you're giving the younger kid a shot with Schiller, and clearly he's taking the reins from it. In a way, you've seen the same scenario. You saw it this year with Oswego. You saw Eric Green and Richie Perrant get the first two starts, and then you throw Shell in for whiteout, and it's really been his net ever since. And at the same time, it's been the exact same changing of the guard with Plattsburgh. Yeah, I think overall, of course, Shell taking over the starting duties earlier than Schiller has. 
I think it was November 25th when Schiller took over against Middlebury. So overall, the Lakers are looking to get it done. Goaltending is going to be important. The first 20 minutes are going to be important. you got to break it down 20 by 20 by 20 here if you're both teams and if you're playing in this big game come Saturday night. Turgeon, predictions. I don't even want a prediction. Right you got to give me a prediction. I, I can't get I don't even want to give a prediction because at this point All right, well just give me give me your thoughts what's going to happen in the first 20 minutes? How are these two teams going to settle and what what to expect if you're a fan, if you're watching out at home, if you're in the arena, what do you expect out of the first 10 20 minutes of this hockey game? I think the tension's going to be literally so tight that the first shift could result in some shoulders being dropped some shoves being made and that this game will be an uttermost chaos by the end of the first period. I'm not saying it could be an offensive swing by the end of the first, but it wouldn't put it past me if we saw at least three goals at the end of the first period. I'm going to be honest with you, Church. I have to disagree with you there, but I do think the physicality is going to be there. I think there's going to be a lot of tension. The rivalry is there. They've already seen each other three times. You're heading into your fourth matchup against either team. And the title on the line. And with the title on the line, you're playing for a lot here if you're both teams. Of course, if you're Oswego State, you're trying to defend home territory and do something that everyone on this team has not done yet. They beat Geneseo this year. They don't have to see them this time around in the SUNY Championship. You're playing a team that you've already beaten twice on the season. It's hard to beat them three times, let alone play them for four. Uh, overall, my first period thoughts, it's going to be a 1-1 hockey game. Oswego State's going to get the first one, but an answer from Plattsburgh State, just similar to Buffalo State, probably two, three shifts afterwards, and I think they're going to get the momentum, and it's going to be a train. Uh, it's going to be a roller coaster all the way through. I'm very excited. This is the broadcast I've been looking for for four years, ever since I started my freshman year with that NAS Expedition game with no prep, uh, getting thrown on the perch. This is the broadcast I've been waiting for. Very excited to be alongside Don Perone. I know you're excited to call it on TOP, and I'm very excited to see uh, what happens. There's going to be a chapter written, the book, uh, it's going to get changed a little bit, and I hope it's an exciting one and, and we get a, a nice little title out of the new chapter. First off, you're going to have a new chapter, a new edition. Um, it's going to be someone else's uh, kingdom after after this weekend, and I'm excited to see. It'd be great to see Oswego be able to capture one on home ice to send us off into uh, graduation this May with a SUNYAC championship to cap things all off. But overall, it's going to be a great game. Like, you can't, ex you don't expect nothing less. Plattsburgh, Oswego, Steve Levy coined it best Division three rivalry in college hockey. And it's all for a title and a SUNYAC championship and an NCAA tournament automatic bid. The stories are set. Goaltending freshman duo going head to head. And that one big trophy and banner looking to be risen at the end of 60 minutes, maybe more, of play in the dab on Saturday. Well, I think one thing with the goaltending, too, is you look at it, you got two freshmen. They're going to battle a lot the next four years, uh, and it's going to be fun to see really what happens come that last matchup when they face each other for the final time. Hopefully it's a Suniac championship game in their senior seasons for both sides, and really looking at it, it's very exciting, and I think Bucci Gross said it right. It's the best college hockey rivalry in North America, in the United States. It's at a Division three level. Of course, it's not what it used to be, but it's still one of the best. And now that Plattsburgh State's back up to where they should be, it's going to be a very fun weekend here in the Deborah F. Stanley Arena. National spots uh, light. Uh, the men's hockey team ranked 11th in the USCHO poll. Of course, Plattsburgh State coming in at 6. Uh, they're up 3. 
Uh, they're in 12th in the Paralyzed. And, of course, the Lakers were back in 14th. Uh, no, were they in 15th or 14th? 14th. 14th last week. So up a couple spots there. Women's hockey, no votes. Cortland leading the votes at 18. Of course, Plattsburgh State's at 2. For the new HL tournament, the championship game on the line Saturday, it's going to be Plattsburgh State versus Cortland up in Ronald B. Stafford. Of course, Turge, last Here time we possibly go. we could be talking uh, with a hockey game coming afterwards. So... One of the last podcasts here for the Oswegoni Hockey Podcast, WNYO. Countdown to face-off starting at 6 o'clock this time around. A whole hour here uh, from the WNYO studio with the guys in the studio. Of course, Dom and I on the call. We got Donnie for Man Behind the Glass. T.O.P. going live at 6.30 here on Saturday. Tune in for that. And, of course, you can follow us along on both of our personal Twitter accounts and the Twitter page for Gonian Multimedia at MMD. Uh, next episode, episode 21. It could be either the end of the road for us or it could be uh, time to dance in the NCAA tournament. You never know. Who knows? We'll uh, we'll have an update for you come we'll find Saturday out by at 9. <laughs> yeah, you'll, uh, you'll find out based on what the title is next week. Of course, everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. It's been a really nice ride. Uh, it's coming to an end. Uh, I can see the tunnel. Uh, I can see the next couple stations here on the railroad tracks. But overall, the Lakers are going to get their ship ready to go. And hopefully they're going to come home with some hardware against the Cardinals and down the birds. For next time, and of course, uh, so long and sail on. Of course, the Lakers.